Hello and welcome to the second episode of NutriSci, Nutrition is Science. I'm your host, Ethan Chen. Today we're going to be talking about how increasing concentration of a certain protein in certain types of body fat remodels other types of body fat to lower diabetes risk. I recently came across an article in the journal Nature Communications titled Paralipin 5 Links Mitochondrial Uncoupled Respiration in Brown Fat to Healthy White Fat Remodeling and Systemic Glucose Tolerance. It was published a few days ago, but I think the research is pretty cool, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And just like last time, I have the article in front of me, and I'm going to read the abstract of the study first. Uh, then we'll go through some of the main ideas and some of the finer details, and I'll share some of my thoughts at the end. So, here we go. Exposure of mice or humans to cold promotes significant changes in brown adipose tissue, BAT, with respect to histology, lipid content, gene expression, and mitochondrial mass and function. Herein we report that the lipid droplet coat protein paralipin 5, PLIN5, increases markedly in BAT during exposure of mice to cold. To understand the functional significance of cold-induced PLIN5, we created and characterized gain and loss of function mouse models. Enforcing PLIN5 in mouse BAT mimics the effects of cold with respect to mitochondrial cristae packing and uncoupled substrate-driven respiration. PLIN5 is necessary for the maintenance of mitochondrial cristae structure and respiratory function during cold stress. We further show that promoting PLIN5 function in BAT is associated with healthy remodeling of subcutaneous white adipose tissue and improvements in systemic glucose tolerance and diet-induced hepatic stetosis. These observations will inform future strategies that seek to exploit thermogenic adipose tissue as a therapeutic target for type 2 diabetes, obesity, and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. All right. So... The first thing I noticed when reading through this was the distinguishment between brown adipose tissue, referred to as BAT, and white adipose tissue, or WAT. Um, according to the article, brown adipose tissue is a thermogenic organ in mammals that generates heat to maintain body temperature during exposure to cold ambient temperature. In addition to brown adipocytes, brown-like cells called beige or brite Thermogenic adipocytes are recruited in white adipose tissue depots in response to diverse stimuli, including chronic beta agonist treatment, cold exposure, and exercise. In many thermogenic adipocytes, expression of uncoupling protein 1 and its activation by fatty acids drive heat production by promoting the leak of protons across the inner mitochondrial membrane, thereby uncoupling oxidative phosphorylation for the production of ATP. And so, basically, when we talk about white fat and brown fat. We're looking at the differences in their role in metabolic function and how we can sort of manipulate the expression of certain genes within these to optimize these fats for our purpose. Um, and that purpose being, of course, 
the treatment or prevention of chronic diseases like type 2 diabetes. Um, type 2 diabetes is basically attributed to a status of insulin resistance in which insulin, the hormone that allows glucose into the cells, doesn't work like it's supposed to and you have consistently elevated blood sugar. Um, the pancreas may try to compensate by creating even more insulin which is ineffective at its job with the cell and it's just a broken cycle. Um, but what does this have to do with body fat? Well, many studies have linked type 2 diabetes to obesity, uh, specifically excess white adipose tissue, right, white fat, uh, which holds the majority of the body stored energy, seems to be at the root of things like insulin resistance and elevated blood sugar uh, in susceptible people. Um, it secretes certain chemicals uh, that increase the risk of chronic disease, insulin resistance, and type 2 diabetes, and promotes metabolic disorders. Uh, so it's pretty nasty stuff. On the other hand, brown adipose tissue or brown fat is more of a survival mechanism that humans and other mammals have as a way to increase body heat and cold temperatures. So brown adipose is what they refer to as thermogenic. Uh, it burns energy in the form of calories stored in the fat and releases heat as a result. And so we all have both types of fat. Um, and so the issue is really with the white adipose and not necessarily the brown. And it used to be thought that brown fat was basically just there for insulation, right? Sort of neutral. Uh, but now, research is looking into brown fat tissue as a potential target for weight loss. And there are certain mechanisms at play that could improve blood sugar as well. Unlike white fat, brown fat secretes beneficial substances that do things like regulate appetite, and so there's a good vested interest into how it could protect against diabetes, for instance. Um, so... With that being said, uh, we'll move on to the study itself. Uh, and this is what is, or what was being investigated, right? So researchers were studying PLIN5, uh, which is a protein that coats lipid droplets inside cells, uh, especially in brown adipose tissue. Uh, for the experiment, researchers genetically engineered mice that made extra PLIN5. And what happened was they had consistently lower blood sugar levels and higher insulin sensitivity, right? So that's the opposite of insulin resistance and diabetes uh, compared to non-engineered mice, so normal PLIN5 levels. Uh, they also had less fatty liver, which is associated with type 2 diabetes as well. Um, researchers also found that the mitochondria within the brown adipose cells had adapted to burn more fat in the genetically engineered mice, so basically stimulating its role in temperature regulation that we touched on earlier uh, in the cold temperature condition. They also found that in animals with extra PLIN5 in their brown adipose cells, the white adipose cells were smaller and had reductions in some markers of inflammation uh, that associated with improved insulin sensitivity and glucose metabolism. So PLIN5 is obviously a key player in this effect, and it's possible that increased levels of PLIN5 with the brown fat trigger certain molecular signals in the blood between the brown and white fat tissue, but that's more of a hypothesis right now based on these findings. Uh, researchers do report that 
PLIN5 protein increases in brown adipose tissue dramatically within 48 hours of cold exposure, and that PLIN5 augments fatty acid uptake, mitochondrial biogenesis, cristae packing, and oxidative function in brown adipose tissue. Uh, in addition, the effects of PLIN5 in brown adipose tissue secondarily lead to smaller adipocytes in inguneal white adipose tissue, or IWAT, um, to improve systemic glucose tolerance and insulin sensitivity, and to protect uh, from hepatic stetosis on a high-fat diet. The, the bottom line is um, that if we can find some way to harness these results for a therapeutic effect, it will be a big deal for the treatment of things like obesity and diabetes, and perhaps even preventing these conditions by making more metabolically healthy fat. So it's really all about taking advantage of this and studying these manipulations under certain conditions that will paint a better picture of what uh, you know conditions produce the best desired effect or not uh, in humans. Right, so don't forget these experiments were done on mice, uh, but if applied in human trials, it would be a lot more helpful in coming up with evidence-based strategies to use in clinical therapeutic settings. Um, so, you know, maybe fat uh, isn't the bad guy after all, or at least not entirely. With that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode of NutriSci, Nutrition is Science. I'm your host, Ethan Chen, and thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Once again, if there's a different study or article out there you happen to find interesting, please let me know in the comments or leave a review on NutriSidePodcast.com reviews. And if you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear them as well. Let's continue to learn and talk about nutrition as a science. Until the next one.